When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm good. Burpee, turns out. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want that on this podcast. No. People around the world don't deserve to hear that. Off air, I did a burp, uh, and Chris said, just before we started recording, Chris said, have you just been sick? Um, so clearly, my burp it was... horrible. My burp was throaty. Um, I'm fine, I'm just having a... Uh, well, the problem is, don't start your day with a kind of diet Fanta. That's that's my only advice, I think. Tip They're of the very, day. Very gassy. <laughs> How are you doing, though? I'm good, yeah. It's, it's, it's another warm day. It's another business. warm day in London. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're, I, I'll let them through the, uh, through the uh, curtain on this one. We are pre-recording this slightly earlier than usual uh, because we are now in Tokyo together, I do believe. Yes, in the exciting. future. In the future. So you'll be hearing that. Hopefully we'll uh, record some stuff while we're out there uh, and maybe you'll hear a couple of uh, podcasts on location, which is very exciting. See me eating... Coolish. <laughs> Hear me eating coolish while recording a podcast. Delicious. And see it in 4K on the Abroad <laughs> Japan channel. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I know what's going to happen. You're going to come over and we're going to have loads of great ideas mm. about what we're going to do. Right. And then we'll probably just not do it and we'll get drunk and eat yakitori chicken and that'll, well, that'll be it. That's literally <sighs> what's going to happen. I know. Yeah. One of us is on holiday. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not me. Oh, uh, I'm not in a good mood boy. today, though, Pete. Why? I need you to cheer me up. What's happened? Um, so, in Japan, every I think every three years, mm. you need to redo your driving license. What? I don't know why this is. It's rubbish. Um, I went to go and rent a car the other day because um, I don't have a car because I live right. in the city. Mm. Uh, I went to go and rent a car, and literally just as I was about to get the keys, the woman looked at my driver's license and went, "Oh, it's expired by a month." And I, I was really awkward. I looked at my driver's license, then up at her, and I think I just went, shit. And then she stood there in silence, and I didn't know what to do. And then I, yeah, I didn't get the keys, and I sort of walked out, and my oh, day was no. in ruins. But then I had to go and get my driver's license, and I haven't done it yet. I can't be bothered, oh. because I remember what it was like three years ago, the last time I did it. 
Have you got to do Basically, a little test? Basically, you have to... Well, yeah, you have to go and do loads of horrible paperwork in this building, mm. and then you have to go and sit and listen to some person talk for two hours about cars <laughs> and road safety, and everyone is asleep. You're in this room with, like, 30 adults, and everyone's just on their phones or asleep, and it's really cringeworthy <laughs> and awkward. I much prefer the British way, mm. where you get your driver's licence, and then you keep it until you're dead, and that's it. But yeah. in Japan... For some reason, that's why. you have to keep doing tests and it's rubbish and I hate it. Yeah, but like Japanese people live a lot older, so I think there should be a system that is, that is when you get to 70, you've got to take your test again because, let's face it, uh, Phil, uh, is he Phil the Greek? Is that what people call him? I can't remember now. Um, Prince Philip rolled his fucking car yeah. recently, didn't he? Nearly killed a person. Uh, well, yeah. It's not right. There was that, there's been a few bad cases this year of, of like elderly drivers mm. running people down and it's been yeah it's been pretty big in the media at the moment most of the i think road traffic incidents in japan are going down right but amongst oaps actually going up because right. the elderly population of japan is like getting ridiculously big and yeah i've nearly been run over several times by elderly people and i think you you were nearly killed on a by a motorbike or something when you were in kyoto i think about that every day of my life i'm so glad i didn't knock her off my bike or rather knock her off her bike um because uh i, I th- it was it was 50 it was 50 50 it was half her half me we gave the referee a decision to make as they call it in the football fraternity um yeah not <laughs> ideal and if she'd have fallen off she would have really hurt herself because uh, she was quite old but uh, we were two people in the middle of was Kyoto it? shouting Daijobu desu ka Daijobu desu ka at each other and we were both very much Daijobu and for that I thank her and me I remember hearing a scream and turning around and you were just going Daijobu 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 <laughs> and the woman was just sort of confused and bemused and uh was she on a motorbike or a, mo- or a, or a bicycle? She was on a, scooter. I she was on a motor. Yeah, she was on a motor scooter. So, yeah, that probably saved her and me. That's it's twice I've been run over by an elderly Asian person in in the Far East. <laughs> you don't have much luck in Asia, do you? No, no. One, not really. one of these days, every day, every time you come over, the threat of your your life is in danger once more. <laughs> Constantly. Or the threat of OAP drivers <laughs> and motorcyclists. But there you go. Um, yeah, so I don't know what to do. I suppose I'll have to get it at some point, but I really can't be bothered. And I think it's now past the point where I can get a new one and I have to redo the test all over again. And oh, I'm just tempted not to drive now. I just mm. can't be bothered. You well, you, I mean? Yeah, because you, you don't really notice it. You don't really notice that it's expired until you actually need the car. It's like, oh, for crying out mm. loud. It's like a passport, isn't it? That's right. I've cycled the length of Japan. I've climbed Mount Fuji. I've done all these things and yet the idea of just walking into a room for a day and listening to someone talk for two hours is much more difficult uh, than than either of those things <laughs> I much I just can't do it it's the real challenge are they on um, okay. are they on pretty are they on pretty constantly so you don't have to the, the thing about anything like that is it's like oh there's one at Tuesday at 2pm I'm like well that doesn't work for me just put it on yeah, constantly in a room and you just go <laughs> you just go into a room and just do it that way just let me get on with it alright <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one thing, getting a driver's license in Japan is a challenge. Another challenge is sending your messages and stories into us at the Dreadful Japan link. podcast at gmail.com <laughs> email address because it is so damn long and cumbersome. But today we are going to read out your questions, guys, and your stories. We've got another fax machine special. And to kick it off, what have we got, Pete? Uh, we've got an email from Sophie from Liverpool. 
That was awful. Sorry, Sophie. Um, Hi, Chris and Pete. I recently discovered the podcast and I've been binging it during my boring drive to and from work in rush hour traffic. About 15 years ago, uh, my mum and a group of her friends went to Japan and stayed in Tokyo for a few nights. After bar hopping around Shinjuku, they stumbled into a fancy-looking bar and ordered a round of beers. When they asked for the bill, um, they were charged an extortionate amount of money and questioned it. The manager came over and insisted that uh, they had to pay, and after a lot of arguing, he said that he was part of the Japanese mafia and they would have to pay or else... Uh, which my mum replied, we don't care, we're from Liverpool. Apparently a group of angry, angry drunk, middle-aged scousers is enough to terrify even the Yakuza as the uh, manager let them leave the bar with a round of drinks on him. <laughs> Just walk out. Yeah, Fantastic. get out of the way. I mean, it is one of those things where you sort of go, I mean, unless there's... If you're being silly and you're... you're um, if you've got a clip joint, like, fine, but at least spend some money on bouncers because otherwise, I'm just leaving, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder how much, how often they actually have some seriously dangerous yakuza in the back room waiting to jump out at a moment's notice. It's quite interesting re- hearing this story in contrast to the story we had several weeks ago mm. um, when there was the, the girl Rachel and her uh, fiance mm. got scammed out of four grand in a similar place in Shinjuku. Could have been the same place for all we know, although they were drugged in fairness, so mm. it made things a little bit more difficult. Mm. But uh, yeah, this scam. That's that's one of the more positive stories I've heard from the horrific Shinjuku scam. Yeah. The bar scam. It's all just a big yeah. shame. I mean, this is no way to start a podcast. We need a more upbeat email, Chris. <laughs> well, what do we got now? Um, we got Wesley. Wesley from the Netherlands. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Love the podcast. I only started listening from the beginning two months ago when I visited Japan for the second time in a year, and I really wow. love it. I was wondering something. Chris said something about asking a Japanese person if they had pets, and the person responded by saying, my cat might be dead. How do you respond to that in Japan? As I can imagine, it's such a weird thing to hear as a non-Japanese person. Either you know, or you don't know. Mm. Greetings, Wesley from the Netherlands. Um, I think Wesley is referring to the time I asked one of my teaching colleagues when I was a teacher. I remember uh, we were talking about pets, yeah. He was a really nice guy, and he was always very... Uh, uncertain in the way he spoke about things. There was never any degree of certainty, mm. um, which is a kind of polite form of way, polite form of communicating in Japan. And uh, yeah, he, I said to him, "Have you got a cat?" And he said, "Maybe my cat is dead." And there was that kind wow. of, "Wow, is it dead? Is it not dead? Can we be a bit more specific?" Schrodinger's <laughs> cat. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know. I, how did I react? I just sort of went, "Oh, right, yeah." And then walked off slowly. Because how do you react to that? It's a bit of a catch well. The fact 22. that he's mentioned <laughs> the fact that he's mentioned uh, the cat being dead would suggest that that's very much the case. Because you wouldn't sort of go, you wouldn't bring up the idea of death, would you? So if I was a betting man, I'd say that man's cat is dead. And to be honest, in 2019, his cat's definitely dead. <laughs> he might have a new one. Well, yeah, and place your bets: is the cat yeah. dead or not dead? You decide. Yeah. It could be a good bet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it probably is dead, to be fair. That's not a bad video, actually, finding your long-lost uh, work colleague and asking him, Stephen, his name's not Stephen, Stephen, is your cat dead? And then the, it ends without actually finding out the uh, the answer. That sounds like a thoroughly unpleasant game show. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, God knows, you never know, Wesley, if you're in Japan, it could happen to you. So be ready, be prepared, just to kind of give an ambivalent response that's neither sad nor happy. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick to winging 
the cat that may or may not be dead. Um, <laughs> got one from. Is it how do you how do you pronounce that name? Cade or Cade? Um, um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go with Kid. Cool. I hand it to you. Oh, hi, Chris and Pete. My name it's is Kid slash possibly Cade. Uh, I probably Kid though. Uh, and I listen to the podcast every day during math class. Today, I decided to finally hit the old ma- uh, fax machine and ask a question. My uh, question to both of you is: What part of Japan would you live in if you could choose any location, and why that location? I'd love to know. And mm. thanks for leaving my uh, reading my question. Uh, thank you, Kid. Thank you, Kate. I think I would live in the city of Matsuyama. Do you know? Do you know Matsuyama? Have you ever Where's that, that, you dick? <laughs> it is in Shikoku. Ah, I chose somewhere that you deliberately wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I've often thought about this because uh, I've seen a lot of the north now. I've lived in Tohoku mm. for seven years, and I'm in Tokyo nearly every month now. Um, but I don't really see the south that much, and the south is amazing. There's lots of culture down there. It's a lot more laid back. Um, the food's amazing the only thing that puts me off is there are spiders and snakes and giant hornet bees because the climate is more like crappy insects Um, so that's kind of a thing that would put me off but that being said I would like to live there I think it'd be kind of fun and Matsuyama ticks all the boxes it's a city with about I think about 200,000 people maybe it's quite a small city by the standards of a Japanese city Um, but it's just across the inland sea from Hiroshima so you get to Hiroshima easily it's right at the end of the Shimanami Kaido cycle so you can cycle across the inland sea whenever you want and it's just a boat ride away about one hour from Kyushu as well Mm. so it's kind of well connected Um, but yeah it just ticks all those boxes for me really and I think it'd just be kind of an interesting place to be what about you Pete? Um, oh, I don't know. I, um, I, I mean, uh, I've not been to many places. I quite liked um, uh, well, Sapporo. I quite like that place. That, uh, but mm. again, if you're going to go all the way around the world, it is very cold a lot of the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've never really fancied it. really cold, cold climates like Alaska and uh, Sweden and places like that. But yeah, it's. Um, I, I think I'd probably happily live there. Maybe try and learn baseball, wax some balls in the in the baseball nets every week. <laughs> That'd be lovely. I'm visiting um I'm visiting a bit of Kyushu uh, this time round, which I've never done before. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit of that because I've only really been to uh, what's that big Fukuoka uh, and Nagasaki. Um, so I've never sort of gone south of there. So I'm going to try and find the south coast of that. Really see what's going on down there. So maybe I'll have a new um, a new favourite town. So you're going to Kagoshima, right? I've got Kagoshima and also Miyazaki as well. So Kagoshima is the one with Mm. that big volcano that's constantly burping out sicky... uh, Mm. It's constantly doing sicky burps of lava (laughs) and stuff. Like you. Yeah, Yeah. Sakurajima. It's a Mm. really amazing... Obviously, I saw it on Journey Across Japan. It was my end destination. Mm. Uh, And, yeah, it's really cool. There's just the volcano... Throughout the whole day that I was there, it was smoking. Reminded me of the volcano at Disney Sea in Tokyo because that too <laughs> is smoking throughout the day. But it's real and it's proper and it's big and it's mm. amazing. Um, yeah, Kagoshima is really cool. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on that when you get back from your trip. Cool. Um, got one from 
Mike. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. I'm planning my fourth trip to Japan in December. Last time I went in December, I was dying to go to an onsen town, but nothing was available. I literally couldn't find any hotel rooms or yokans available. I'm going to get started earlier this year. I'll probably book in August. I'd love to hear your recommendations for towns and traditional inns. I'm bringing one friend who's been to Japan, but not to a hot spring town, and another friend who's never been to Japan. Look forward to hearing your advice, Mike. Um... Three towns spring to mind, all about an hour's distance from Tokyo. Um, there's Kusatsu, which is in Gunma. You can get there by train or by bus, and that's mm. really nice. It's regarded as one of the three traditional kind of hot spring towns in Japan. I've been there once, and it was really kind of cool. I think it, there's like 4,000 gallons of water coming out every minute or every hour wow. or something i really should read up on that because that's quite <laughs> quite a big difference um but yeah no it's, i remember it was a really beautiful town um and it's just you got the smell of admittedly it's not a nice smell but the smell of lots of sulfur everywhere um but just water flowing from the ground every turn that's kind of cool um so kusatsu is nice and then hakone and nikko which are both um big tourist destinations in their own right uh, but i think if you go to kusatsu you won't find many tourists. It is very tourist-friendly, but you won't find as many foreign tourists. So I think it might mm. be a more powerful experience than stumbling through Hakone and uh, Nikko, which are both very popular. So, yeah, cool. Kusatsu gets my vote. Is that um, is that very easy to get to from uh, the centre of Tokyo? Is it quite quick? Yeah. I think you get a train from Ueno, and the train gets you to Kusatsu, and then you just get on a bus, and that takes you up the mountain right. into the town itself. I went there without <laughs> a car, so... If I could do it, I think anyone can. So yeah, it's easy to get to. Check <laughs> That's it out. the thing, isn't it? When we sort of um, when you got limited time on a holiday, it's only like a couple of weeks or a week and a half. Um, you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm losing two hours here. I'm losing an hour here. It's uh, all a big shame. Uh, but uh, yeah, mm. sounds good to me. Absolutely. I mm. think uh, going to an onsen, going to a hot spring is like a must-do thing yeah. on your list. And too many people miss it out. Hmm. Um, because it can be a bit daunting because you're going in naked right if you've got tattoos there's always the conundrum of whether or not you can go in with a tattoo Hmm. Um, uh, most of the time you can just kind of sneak in Um, and there's a lot of tattoo friendly places but uh, yeah I always recommend it and I think there's there's nothing nicer than staying at a traditional Japanese inn having a really nice meal and then slipping into a hot spring afterwards and just relaxing. And I remember when I was in Kisatsu, I had a really nice meal. I stayed in a traditional inn and then I sat in the hot spring for like an hour and a half just chatting with a friend um, overlooking like, the landscape. And it was amazing. So, yeah, check it out. Go for Beautiful. it. Do it. I, I learnt the word for um, tattoo this week. Irizumi, I think. Irizumi. Yeah, good. Is it? Yes. Irizumi, yeah. Brilliant. Irezumi. I love the things How'd going in my that? head. Uh, say again. How did you learn that? Just from a book or how'd I that think, come about? I think I always sort of... I think it's if you're going on a short holiday, it's always good to sort of find things you probably might end up saying. So that's why I learned the word mm. for like bag or um, <laughs> uh, tattoo or um, uh, stop hitting me, please. Uh, it's, like, it's always nice to find, like, work out work out the words that you might need. So, yeah, that was one of the things, because I do actually fancy Ganto and Onsen Lake, putting my feet in something yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm. Actually, when you're in Kagoshima, you can get buried in sand. Oh, yes, yes. Mud I bath. Did see, I did see a video about that. It was very you, good. You look like the sort of person that might enjoy a mud bath. I reckon you'd revel in the <laughs> hot sand. I, I'm a bit kind of a pig hot. pen kind of character. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. Love it. 
It does look lovely, actually, yeah. I wouldn't mind a bit of that. As long as I get hosing down afterwards. Not going out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Trekking through Kagoshima, covered in hot, steaming mud. Always <laughs> a nice fun thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you should do it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Can I go to uh, Jean Albert Inderfirth? Because this, I'm uh, really loving this email. I'm loving this email. Hello, Chris and Pete. My name is, uh, it might be Jean Albert. Jean Albert! And I listen to the podcast every week. Currently enjoying the podcast En Route to University with some new, ooh, true wireless earbuds. Ooh la la. Uh, really enjoying this technology of not having any cords. Uh, my question for you guys is then, what is the best and weirdest bit of technology you ever saw or experienced in Japan? 
because obviously I'm a big fan of the department store Tokyo Hands, Tokyo Hands, and uh, there is one floor that has loads of like massage chairs and things you rub on your back, intimate massages for the ladies, um, and all kinds of nonsense going on. But there's sort of technology you never see over here. You see like these mm. kind of weird kind of masks you put on um, in one department store. It might even have been a bit camera, which is a big uh, tech store. I saw, uh, basically, it's, it's, I can't figure it out. But basically, it's this massive fridge. Imagine like a big American fridge, right? And mm. and there seems to be space for only one piece of clothing. But you basically put, um, like, a, I presume a soggy uh, suit or so, like some soggy trousers or whatever, and you put them in on this hook. And all it does is shake it back and forth. To you know, aerator, I guess, or get rid of the uh, get rid of the horrible, horrible um, stench and the and the wetness. I, it was amazing, and I watched it for hours. I couldn't figure out like why it existed, though. I, I you know, it seems very decadent, um, especially because Japanese places are so small. Why would you need a clothing shaker? Well, you don't know, <laughs> handy. Exactly. Sometime. <laughs> I, I don't really. I can't think of anything that springs to mind. I guess. The arcade game, Chor Chabudai Gaishi, the one where you have to... I suppose this isn't weird technology, it's just a weird arcade game mm. where you have to bang the table and then flip the table over. Yes! It's like a physical table. You never see sticking that. Sticking out of the arcade, um, arcade machine and you have to <laughs> bang it. And the concept is basically... Um, I think Chor Chabudai Gaishi means to flip one's table and it's like <laughs> an uh, expression used to refer to when... Um, someone just gets really angry and it's yeah. typically the scenario where you've got like the the guy comes home from work sits down with his family after a long day and the kids are annoying and he's been up working 10 or 11 hours and he just flips the table in anger and so you do that you sort of hit this table in time to the children on screen being annoying and then you keep banging it and then finally you flip it and then it has this slow motion replay of the table like flipping across the room <laughs> With all the crockery going everywhere and smashing into the children's face and out the window. It's pretty graphic, pretty weird. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. It's quite it's, a unique it's, arcade game. Well, it's one of those. Well, it's one of those. Really see in the West. It's one of those ones that yeah, I, I saw the first time I went to Japan. I never saw it again. I'd really like to play it. I'd really like to sort of have a look and watch someone play it again. But uh, fascinating, fascinating. They are there. You, yeah, if you can find one, it's quite an achievement. They don't seem mm. to be that popular these days. I never see anyone playing it. I'm always the only one. Um, but well, it's, uh, it's like the... Um, yeah. What I like about the uh, the arcades is, like obviously, you see arcade machines you never see over here. But, mm. again, um, like the arcade machine I mentioned before, where it's like an elevator door, and it's an actual physical elevator door that opens in front of the screen, um, and the screen is just a normal screen, and then people are shooting at you. It's called Elevator Death, something or other. Uh, and there's also the um, train ones as well. There's, there's always a new yes. train game to play. The Denture Go series is very popular over there. Uh, and people just love driving them trains. Love driving them trains. It's, yeah, train simulator. It's got, like, they've actually built a train driving, train driver's room. And they've got, yeah. like, the big screen where you can imagine, like, you're on the train driving it. It's pretty elaborate, isn't it? <laughs> It's pretty weird. <laughs> it's um, amazing. I, I can't it figure it out. Can't imagine. It's a great deal of fun, but <laughs> worth trying. Yeah. Um, got one here from Chris. Good name. Dear Chris and Pete, love the podcast. Just wondering if you could recommend any places in Japan to go that are a bit out of the, a bit off the track or not well known for my friend who's planning a trip. P.S. All hail Lord Pete. 
Hmm. What the? Why? We've why? we've answered this question a few times before, uh, and we usually turn up with we can't remember anything. Um, but all hail Lord Pete. That's why that one got in the fax machine. I think it's <laughs> fair to say that's why that one's getting read out. All hail Lord Pete. Thank you. <laughs> Quick, Pete. Think of one place you could recommend. Uh, go track. to. Um, uh, Kanazawa. Oh, Kanazawa! Yeah, got Kanazawa with a Ninja Town. They've got a Ninja Town, mate. Get yourself a little bike. There's a little, there's a little rideshare bike um, thing you can get. A couple of quids gives you a bike for a day. Have a tootle around up and down the river. Lovely old job. I've done that um, once and it was lovely. And then I, um, but I, I had swollen eyes at the time, which was worrying. (laughs) Unrelated. That was the time I saw you, right? Swollen eyes. Yeah. Rings the bell. (laughs) Yeah, Kanazawa, job done. Um, one from Paul from Romania. Greetings to you, my favourite British person on the internet. And Chris, ah. what is this? All <laughs> hail Lord Pete. Favourite British person on the internet. It's just turning into the Pete Appreciation Society. This is, this is self-flagellation. Stories. This is self-flagellation, Chris. You chose all these. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Not going to lie, the title was only meant to grab your attention. I like mm. listening to your podcast while following my gym routines, surrounded by guys double my size, which are probably blasting the most aggressive dubstep playlists in existence. And that is exactly why I don't go to a gym anymore. Besides the times when laughter interrupts my sets, I find this to be the perfect occasion for listening to you two lovely fellas. My question today is related to one of Chris's older videos regarding learning kanji. You mentioned learning the actual vocabulary is better done after learning the meaning for each kanji from Haysig's book. How many kanji did you learn before starting to tackle some vocabulary as well? I suppose you didn't learn all 2,000 of them without having any idea what they meant. Also, what apps or books did you use for kanji practice? Cheers, Paul from Romania. Did you ever do Haysig, the the book Haysig, Pete? No, what's the book Haysig? It's a learning method for doing all the kanji. Oh, it doesn't right, okay. teach you how to read the kanji characters, um, but it tells you, it teaches you how to draw them and write them, and it teaches you their meaning. So you can look at a character for food or water and know that it's food or water, but you wouldn't be able to pronounce mm. it or read it. Um, and it's a really good, it's a really good book. All the people I know who became truly fluent at Japanese to like a native level, well, well mm. beyond my level. Um, they use the book and they, they swear by it. And I, I use the book and I swear by it as well. Even now, even though my Japanese has gone down the pan in recent years because I don't use it as much as I should, I can still read characters pretty well, even mm. after, you know, five, six years. And that's when I first started using the book. So, Heisig, definitely check it out if you're learning Japanese. It's a great book. As for me... Um, I think I learned about four or five hundred characters before I started learning how to read the kanji. And I just, I remember using the textbooks Genki 1 and Genki 2, and I was just Mm. learning the vocabulary from that. And as I was learning the vocabulary, it kind of, I I recognised the the kanji characters from the words because I'd learned them in Heisig, and it all kind of came together like a puzzle. And it kind of just works like that. Over time, it just works. Um... But yeah, definitely check out the Genki books. They're really good. Human Japanese and Human Japanese Intermediate are some of the best apps I've ever seen on anything. And they're really good for learning Japanese. Um, Mm. Yeah, any materials you use, Pete, that you can recommend? 
I re- um, there's a oh, there's a book called um, Rowley's um, uh, Kanji Picto- Pictographics, uh, which is like a, a way of um, remembering the kanji. But like, I can't remember any of the kanji, and to be honest, like it just it just it's just not important because I don't live there, and you know, obviously, I don't read any newspapers and stuff. I did uh, I do enjoy um, some I mean some of the, uh, some of the the only few kanjis I know is like big and man and mountain, but um, my favourite one is probably prisoner which combines the sign for enclosed and also a person. So it's a person inside yeah, a box, yeah. which is lovely. Some of them are like, lovely. if you know... Lovely. If you know, the, um, if you know the original like kanji for the two things that it kind of means, it's all... Mm. It kind of makes sense. But then how much use is actually known the kanji if you don't really know how to say any of the things? <laughs> I don't know. It, I'm, well, I remember the first time I could just read them when I was yeah. out and about. I uh, I used to go running down this highway at night, and uh, I started running down there. Then the winter came, and it was too bloody cold to go out, and there was snow, so that kind of killed that. Gave me an excuse to not exercise. Instead, I mm. sat inside and I studied um, kanji characters for like three or four months. And when the spring rolled around and it was no longer cold or there was no snow, I went running again, and all of a sudden I could kind of see all the kanji characters on the billboards and the signs down this big street, down this highway. And it was really kind of this watershed moment for me. It was really exciting to just sort of look around and be able to identify kanji characters. And it's, yeah, it's just really rewarding. Mm. And yeah, even now I can read them. It's I'm probably better at reading Japanese than I am speaking these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely worth learning. A lot of fun. The only two yeah. kanji characters you really need to know are man and woman, mm. because you might have problems drinks. if you go to like an izakaya or a bar or something, and you go to the loo, and the uh, the toilets are segregated, and you've just got a character on the door. If you don't know what character's what, then you could have a an awkward situation <laughs> going into the wrong one. So yeah. those are the only two I'd, I'd learn if we've, I were you. Do you know the Pete, about, guy and girl? Um, well, we spoke about the Male guy one before. That it's um, it's a rice field with power because historically, obviously, the the people yeah, working yeah. in the field would be would be a so it's like a squ- square waffle. With four quadrants, a Battenberg cake. It's a Battenberg cake on the sign. Is it Ka? It looks like Ka. Yeah, it looks similar to it. Yeah, mm. like a Battenberg cake. Yeah, I love like a Windows logo. I love like, learning kanji characters with Pete Donaldson. Just your bizarre descriptions, <laughs> it's confusing. Of the yeah. <laughs> Got one from Hel- Helena. I'll hand that over to you, Pete. Okay. Oh, my phone just oh, oh my phone just switched off. Just uh, just I was about to read there. Uh, hello to Helena from Austria. I basically absorbed all of the Abronji Band YouTube videos and podcasts over the last week because I'm preparing for my trip in July. She's excited. Uh, so thanks for all the great content. Thanks. I filmed it all myself. Uh, I'm going to be staying in Tokyo for a month to study Japanese and I've got 10 days afterwards in which I want to check out the other places and maybe go hiking. But I recently discovered there are there are wild bears living in Japan since I am, for no special reasons, very scared of bears. My question for you is how, what's the, how high is the chance of bear encounters uh, while hiking uh, or if either of you have ever seen a bear in Japan um, I, there's not that many is there Chris I've never seen a bear uh, I have not seen a bear I too am afraid of bears I watched mm. The Revenant the other day and there's a <laughs> rather unpleasant bear related scene in there um, but yeah just the concept of walking around a corner and being mauled by a bear doesn't fill me with much excitement Suboptimal. I am often in the countryside in areas where there should be bears, but yeah, I've never seen one. I remember I was going for a cycle once through Yamagata Prefecture, where I used to live, and I just I was going down this little road and I saw bear sign after bear sign after bear sign warning me that it was going to be a bear. 
mm. and I just bottled it and I just turned around and cycled back at that not point. Not worth it. Um, <laughs> not worth it. I mean, um, you could get away from a bear on a bike, couldn't you? Surely. Uh, you could do. That'd be a fun little challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Follow-up challenge to journey across, a pa- journey across Japan, journey away from a bear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember one time I was trekking through a forest called uh, Shirakami Sanchi. This is a beautiful uh, protected forest in Aomori, a very remote region, one of the most remote places in Japan. And it was actually the time when the North Korea missile flew over. Um, but yeah, I went trekking through the forest and I had a guy with me, like a guide, and he had a, a canister filled with something, I don't know what, but it was like a bear spray, mm. just in case a bear came to us or came around the corner or whatnot, he would spray it with this canister of... I don't, I don't know what was in it. Do you know what's Lilt. in the bear Spray? It was uh, Tango. Lilt. It was Apple Tango. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Tango. Um, and but what he did do every time he came up to a corner, he would clap like that, but louder, and that would warn the bear that we were coming. Because <clears throat> ah. what the trick is not to startle the bear. If you turn yeah. the corner and there's a bear there and they see you, they're scared, they're shocked and surprised, um, and they'll kill you, probably. <laughs> so you had to clap. And um, I do remember. About a year ago, do you remember that time we read out that news article about the guy in Almori who punched a bear in the face? Oh, I don't recall that at all, to be honest. You don't remember that? That was the story of the year. It was a guy like on a vineyard somewhere. I think uh, there's a lot of cider, a lot of apple apples in Almori. They make a lot of cider, and he was there tending to his apples, and a bear just popped out of nowhere and charged at him, and he punched it in the face, (laughs) and the bear ran away in fear. So, to you. Helena, if you're in Japan and you see a bear, just punch it in the face. Give a little punch. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, bear punch. Um, yeah, but I think you'll be all right. I've never seen one, but they are there. Mm-hmm. And every year some people die. But for the most part, you'll be all right. Especially if you're in Tokyo for a month. I don't think there are definitely, definitely not bears there. No. You could go to Shinjuku and go to Nichome, which is the gay district, and find uh, a bear or two there. Um, and that's it. Hairy man. Rather hairy, hairy man. Um, <laughs> we are going to wrap things up there, though, guys. Yeah. Keep the comments, messages, and stories coming to Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week. Uh, and I think, Pete, as Pete is going to be with me right now here hmm. in the future, even yeah. though we're recording this in the past, there should be some interesting stuff out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube with Pete and I in. So keep an eye out on there. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world. Have a great week, guys, and we'll see you same time next week on Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
even the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.